the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. We are coming to you today on September 11th, the 20th anniversary of a major terrorist attack on this country. And we all, re- you know, I'd like to remember where we were at that particular point in time. I have four special guests with me on the show. Well, actually, three special guests. I'm not special. Three guests on the show with me. I have John Barry. He's Chief Warrant Officer 4. I have Kenny uh, White. Those of you who've known the show, you've seen Kenny on there before. Kenny was a, uh, a E3 with the Air Force. I have Scott McAfee, a local patriot and business owner. And we're going to talk about um, where we were at the time, the changes that have happened in the last 20 years, obviously current events, and what does that play in effect for Californians? What does that play in effect for patriots here Is the world less safe than it was 20 years ago? And what can we do about that? So um, let's start off off a little bit in reverse order, kind of like what has happened most recently, and then we'll start with what happened, where we were September 11th, 2001. Uh, John Barry, uh, we just had an attack. Everybody knows about it in Kabul, suicide bombers. A couple of bombs have gone off uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, during the evacuation or not during the surrender of Afghanistan. And we lost 13 great people. So I'd like you to uh, say a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I'm just devastated. I, mean, I cannot fathom how this catastrophe will unfold in the coming decades. I mean, I, I, as a mobilized reservist, I spent three years of my life since 9-11 dealing with Afghanistan, whether being there or supporting the mission there. And uh, I, I'm on the personal level, I'm, I'm just beyond livid at how President Biden threw away three years of my life as well as the sacrifices that my family made while I was gone. And all that has just been thrown down the garbage disposal. But that pales in comparison to the humiliation we're having as a country for just abandoning the people who really are committing treason in the eyes of their Islamic brethren for helping us, the great Satan. And I mean, I hate to say it. I'm, I'm an intelligence officer and I'm very familiar with the Taliban. And, you know, I I can say the Taliban make the Nazis look civil. I mean, that's just brute force reality of what we're dealing with. And you just got to pray for these people that they have a peaceful end and they and they find rest in their faith because it is just the catastrophe of what we're seeing is going to last forever. And the frustration is I don't I'm not clear what it was for. I think it's because Joe Biden just wanted to say he brought all the troops home by 9-11. So he didn't bring so, them all home. 
Right. And well, I think that was his short-sighted political goal. And that's what I'm trying to reconcile. There was no better good for this humiliation. It was just for a short-term political talking point. And that kind of makes it even more frustrating for all the things we've given over there as a nation. I mean, we gave Aloy a lot of blood and treasure and it's all for the president saw an advantage. Yeah. So the, the members that we lost. Yeah. I, I, this is, I, I'm just floored because uh, my time in Iraq and Afghanistan, usually the casualties were these beautiful young kids who often had two and three children themselves. And they were usually like in their late teens, early twenties, starting off family. They had the world by the tail. They were contributing to their country and just the absolute loss that and a complete waste of these 13 young kids. I mean, I, I'm 56, you know, I've been in 38 years. So, I mean, it's kind of easy for me, but when you look at these young kids who were just constantly, who were just lost for no reason, I mean, I, I just can't stomach that. Were you going to uh, read them? Oh, sure. I, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought that I'd end the show. Yeah, I, yeah, happy. It is. Thank you for the honor of reading these kids' names. Uh, first, there are 13 of them. Sergeant Johnny Rosario Picardo from uh, Lawrence, Massachusetts. And then one of our Californians, Sergeant Nicole G from Sacramento. Um, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover from Salt Lake City. Corporal Hunter Lopez from Indio, one of another Californian. Corporal Dagan Page from Omaha. Corporal Humberto Sanchez from Longsport, Indiana. Lance Corporal David Espinoza from Rio Bravo, Texas. Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz from St. Charles, Missouri. Lance Corporal Riley McCullum from Jackson, Wyoming. And closer to home, Lance Corporal Dylan Marola from Rancho Cucamonga. And then the one we've seen on the news, Lance Corporal Kareem Nakui from Norco and Navy Corpsman Maxton Soviak from Berlin Heights, Ohio. And the Army person was Staff Sergeant Ryan Noose from Corrington, Tennessee. And, I mean, scroll through these pictures, these beautiful young kids. I mean, it's just heartbreaking to see the loss and especially a number of Californians. Uh, I know some have been in the news and been with their family and they just they wanted to serve their country. And what a waste of life. Uh, these beautiful young kids. It's just devastating. Absolutely. And this is this is something, you know, every every news pundit has been out there talking about this, that uh, the ridiculousness of what's gone on in Afghanistan. We'll touch on that a little bit later. But I just want to start the show by giving some honor to those who have fallen and the last people who fell in Afghanistan. Service members. We all know that going to be Christians and people who worked with the military uh, left in Afghanistan that will continue to fall uh, given what Joe Biden has done and has allowed the enemy to continue to uh, to grow and to prosper under his reign. So let me jump back 20 years from today. Just like, you know, when Kennedy, when we were growing up, somebody always said, where were you when Kennedy was assassinated? That was the marker of our parents' age. Our marker of our age was 9-11. So I'm going to start with Scott. 
Scott McAfee here, local business owner, great patriot. Scott, where were you on 20 years ago today? Um, I was home getting ready to go to work, and I remember getting a call from my sister-in-law saying, hey, you need to turn on the news. There's something really bad going on. So turned on and saw, you know, one of the towers had been hit, saw the smoke pouring out, and it's like, okay, well, seemed like, you know, I mean, a tragedy, but I, I didn't really know what to make of it. Uh, as time unfolded, obviously, we realized there's a lot going on. It almost at one point seemed like, wow, is this the end of the world? Like, what the hell is going on here? And, I, you know, it, it it was a surreal moment, a very scary moment, especially because, like, how many of these planes are going to keep hitting? And who's actually behind this? So I was baffled, kind of almost. It was a surreal moment, very surreal moment, like something out of a movie is what you were watching. And eventually, when you saw those buildings coming down, realized like, wow, I have no idea how many people are in those buildings, but hundreds, you know, maybe thousands didn't, didn't, you know, none, none of us knew. None of us knew exactly what was going on. Um, but that was sort of the beginning of it. And then obviously, we're all glued to the TV. We're trying to get information. Things are sort of kind of coming to place, like who might be responsible for this. Um, but just it was it was a feeling of shock, obviously. And for me, I think it was also the beginning of kind of a um, political transformation for myself. Um, I voted for Al Gore. Actually, I was a Democrat prior to 9-11, uh, strange as it may sound. Um, but I think that at that point, uh, I saw how Bush handled the situation. I liked his initial response to it. Um, and I was glad that he was in office. Because at that point in our nation's history, we needed somebody strong, somebody who said the right things, um, because we're all looking for answers. And we're looking to the head of our nation to give us those answers. And I thought he handled that well. So and I, you know, at that point, you know, you, you're trying to figure out what exactly happened. And then once you actually realized and can wrap your brain around what happened, I wanted revenge. I wanted the world to know this would that there was going to be a price to pay. We want to identify who and what is responsible for this and make them pay to the fullest extent and hopefully prevent anything like this from ever happening again. So it was for me kind of the beginning of a personal transformation. Um, and obviously, we're still living through that. We're still living through the ramifications of this. And, um, you know, on the one hand, I like Bush's initial response, but I didn't like where he went after them. I mean, he didn't secure the border. To me, we should. That was the time to secure a nation's border, right? I mean, what better every time day, to do it? Every day, time? every day is the day we should secure our nation's border. We don't have True. to wait for that every single True. day. But I would say that the mood of the country, you would have had bipartisan support to do it. You know, because everybody, this was the one time when we came together as a country. The one yeah. time where you know Democrats and Republicans came together on the Capitol steps. Uh, you know, they sang the national anthem and it was just a beautiful, I mean, we came, there were flags on everybody's cars. I think it's the last time that, I think that's the last time that the Democrats actually sang the national anthem. (laughs) Folks, this is Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be back after this in just a minute. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice, no sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. 
Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event right here on AM 590 The Answer. I'm excited to tell you about my first book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, available right now for pre-order at edhoffman.net. This book is for all of you who enjoy my advice on business, parenting, politics, and life in general. I'm sharing my life experiences to help you because it's like I always say, experience is the best teacher, especially when it's someone else's experience. In this book, you'll get stories from my life I've never talked about on the show, from growing up, from the early days of my career, and even from my time as a world champion competitive arm wrestler. True story. But if you listen to the main event, you'll recognize a lot of your favorite parts on the show in this book. Movie quotes, real estate investment advice, and of course, lots of politics talk from a conservative perspective. Here's what the one and only Dennis Prager said. Experience Matters is a treasure trove of practical advice. It has turned each one of his many varied and engaging adventures into a gem of wisdom. Read this book and profit. Then get your son or daughter to read it. Bribe them if you have to. That's how good and how much fun this book is. Pre-order Experience Matters. Here's mine by Ed Hoffman at edhoffman.net. AM 590. The answer. All right, you primitive screwheads. Listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks. Welcome back to Boomstick Radio. You know, this is September 11th. And we're talking about the things of September 11th. And one of the things that I think we all came away with was, are we prepared? Are we prepared to face the enemy? That, that's the number one lesson of September 11th. And are you prepared? Well, whether you are or not, you head on down to Bullseye Sports, Guns and Ammo in Riverside between Arlington and Central. Go talk to Vince, because if you have not armed yourself for protection, or recreation, well, shame on you, but really for protection because you are the first responder. So given where we are, given the fact that 77,000 felons have been released in the state of California due to Gavin Newsom, uh, we are less safe. We're less safe internationally. We're less safe domestically. So, folks, it's up to you. Head on down to Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you've never bought a firearm before, let them know. They'll walk you through the process. They'll give you advice on training, everything that you need. That's Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, 951-823-0211, 951-823-0211. Excellent store. Head on down there. Say hi to everybody. Folks, we're talking about, um, obviously, the 20th anniversary of, of the biggest terrorist attack in the United States so far. And we're just kind of saying, you know, what did, how did that affect us all individually? I just talked with Scott. You know, it was kind of a game changer for him. And I think that's true for a lot of people. We saw more flags on cars, right? The Democrats were singing the national anthem. Um, but, but, you know, we'll never forget turned into what are you talking about, right? It, it all faded over time. And, and then we allowed, um, you know, we'll talk about what's gone on in Afghanistan and, and all the way throughout the 20 years, not just the last two weeks. Kenny, where were you in 2001? Well, let me give a little front story to that. Um, 
in we 19. 19- have an hour. <laughs> okay, then let me move really quick about it. Uh, from about 1997 to early 1999, I was in a long distance relationship, and that person was in Sanford, Maine. I'm still here in California. So I would, uh, once every three months, enjoy a four day weekend by flying from Los Angeles International to Boston Logan International Airport, and my partner would pick me up. Well, as we know, LDRs don't last. Uh, but now I'm in a new relationship on 9-11 and that person called me just like, you know, McAfee was saying my phone rang and they said, turn on your TV. I turn on my TV. Me and that person would go to uh, movies every Friday. That was just something we did in our dating process. And so I'm looking at the TV and I see the plane hit the building and all of that. And I say to her, wow, when does that movie come out? And she said, Kenny, that's not a movie. And at that same moment, the the second plane hit the tower. Now, at that moment, the, the media was trying to figure out where were these planes coming from? Where were they going? What's going on? And I literally finished the uh, reporter's words. I said that plane was due to land at LAX at 1.15 p.m. And they were like, how did you know? I'm like, I used to fly that plane every three months. And so I've never I haven't flown since then until like a month ago. Uh, and ironically, two of my boys would join the Marine Corps exactly because of 9-11 and the patriotism in their heart. So, yeah, 9-11 has a, a hell of a meaning to me uh, when, you know, your community, because that's who I am. And I guess when times of trouble pop up, you all can relate to that. Your community will show you who you are to them. Everybody in my neighborhood was at my house with their kids. And we were just basically trying to figure out how to get the kids food because I basically told everybody, go nowhere. We're not leaving because this isn't done. I'm sure you guys, you know, realize that, especially you, you know, John, that uh, you're looking at that and you're going, this ain't over. When that second plane hit, I'm like, nobody go anywhere. And that's what I remember the most distinct about it is because like McAfee said, where does this end? And it on, on September 11th itself, that day. It didn't feel like it was ever going to end. I, I expected uh, trucks of marauders to just jump out in our communities and start blasting. That's that was my next, you know, guess about 9-11. It was a very, a very terrible day. Don, how about you? Yeah, I remember 9-11 was a Tuesday. And I remember that because I could sleep in because I was then a reporter with the Press Enterprise. And I was covering the Reno Valley City Council. So I get a call from my then girlfriend who says, have you heard out of your reserve unit yet? And I said, boy, that's a strange question. What have turned on the TV, which I did. I saw the second tower fell and I knew my life had changed from that moment. So um, a whole whirlwind started for me uh, at the press enterprise. We went into kind of a terror organization covering all things 9-11 and I was then a newly hatched warrant officer, and I just learned Arabic from the Defense Language Institute in Monterey, California. And so October 2nd, 2001, was the day I turned 37, the day I proposed, and the day I got called up to active duty. So, yeah, life did change, and it's changed mm-hmm. ever since. Spent two years on active duty, and then I was mobilized again in 2011 when I actually went to both Iraq and Afghanistan. I remember that. You were part of the Tea Party that time. Mm-hmm. So, Phil, can we flip the tables on you and ask you where you were? Um, I was on Victoria Avenue in Riverside uh, driving to work. I worked at Smith Barney at the time in, in 
Riverside and heard it on the news. And, you know, I, I, I heard that a plane had hit the tower and I had been in that tower before when I worked with Merrill Lynch, you know, we had offices there and I'd been in that, those buildings, um, which, you know, lots of people did, but not lots of people on the West coast have been in there. Yeah. But, um, I just knew something was wrong. I knew it wasn't an accident. I didn't know why. And then I got into work and, uh, we're downtown Riverside and, uh, one of the taller buildings there. And we see another tower gets hit and we're like, you know, they shut everything down. The stock market closed and everybody went home at that time. Still to this day, I don't have a television. So, um, I had to go to a, one of my friend's houses and see the news on TV. We didn't have the streaming news services that we have now, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and that's where I saw the video for the first time. And it was like, whoa. You know, I, I knew we were at war. And I just hoped we would have what it took to win that war because we were attacked. And we were attacked cowardly. They took us cold. I mean, just... You know, declaration of war is something that all civilized nations kind of, you know, expect or respect, not these cats. Well, okay, so I know that uh, some of you have some background in in the uh, Islamic warfare, like Scott has researched it. John, obviously, is the intelligence service. Kenny, what you don't understand is why did they pick 9-11? Well, I'd like to know because I to the, and, and I do have some exposure to the uh, the, the radical Islamics uh, in the Republic of the Philippines. That's who we dealt with. We were pushing yeah. the New People's Army all the way back down to the Luzon. But yeah, what 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 is the significance of nine eleven? It rolls, it rolls right, back I, to the gates of Vienna. Is that yes, what you're going to say? Bingo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, John, I'll let you take it. Yeah. So <laughs> the there's actually been two massive Islamic crusades into Europe over history, right? The first one, uh, uh, what, 732 in the Tours. Uh, it tours France. Charles Martel came down and put the hammer on that. And that kind of since then. And, and Holger Dansk. Right. <laughs> so are, are y'all speaking English or what's going on right. here? <laughs> it, it, just a five-minute well, history lesson. Hey, hang on one second, John. Here, here's sure. the thing. Um. In the Islamic cultures, in in the Islamic cultures, you know, somebody reacts to something. Twenty years later, they say, "Why did you respond so quickly?" Right? right. Nothing ever goes down. This is a war from 632 A.D. ongoing. This is they have never stopped. The only time in Islam that you can sue for peace is either if you win or if you have to renegotiate and rearm. If you need a break because you're losing, you can cause a, a, a peace. Otherwise, it's full blown. So what has happened is in 732, they were beaten back out of France. Then they came back around the other way and uh, they took Constantinople. They took Hungary. They were on the gates of Vienna in, um, uh, is it 1683? 1683, thank you. Yeah. yeah 1492, they took, uh, they took Constantinople. America was discovered. Columbus flew off or sailed off the side of the earth because they could no longer go east into the trading lands because the Islamic terror um, and the caravans were always being raided. So everything, all of the, all the market stuff that was opened up under Marco Polo was shut down. So there were no more land routes unless you had to go and deal with the Ottoman empire. So that's why they said, let's just see something on the other side of the earth. They, they took that chance, right? That's how bad things were. 1683 uh, was the gates of Vienna were finally defended, and that tide of Islam, Islamism was pushed back. 
Right. To, to, to delve onto that a touch more is that that's the theory of why bin Laden picked 9-11, because that's the day the siege of Vienna was broken. So the theory is by attacking the towers on September 11th, this was signaling the beginning of the Third Crusade. You Just cannot end right. You cannot underestimate in a, among terrorists how important symbolism is. We'll be right back after this, folks. Thank you very much for that, John. Uh, Philip Naiman, go to our gab.com forward slash Firing Line Radio. We'll be right back after this. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a great, great Saturday. We are talking about September 11th, um, our 20-year anniversary. And I think today is actually the day that the Afghanistan Taliban are swearing in their, they're doing a victory lap, right? These guys are out there, they're doing a victory lap. And frankly, their optics, their marketing team is brilliant compared to what we have going on in Washington, right? The fact that they took our uniforms that we left them, and we'll go through the entire count again of what we left them. They took our uniforms, their Islamic flag, and staged a photo to copy Iwo Jima. Now, is that offensive? Yes. Was it brilliant on their end? Yes. And what did we do in response? We gave them more stuff, right? We gave them more time. We gave them more airplanes. We gave them more ammunition. I wouldn't even know how many millions of rounds they actually left back there. But um, then we look at what we have going on in Washington with the, uh, the IOTIS, the incompetent of the United States. Um, Joe Biden just phoning it in. He, he can't even finish a, a pre- We know this. It's, it's, it's disgusting to see how non-represented we are in America at this particular time, how we have completely caved in Afghanistan. 20 years of blood, sweat, and treasure and, and lives, and lives changed eternally because of loss of limb and damage that, that have been caused like that. All of that is down the tubes uh, because of the way this was handled. Um, Scott, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about how you, your view of the last 20 years of what's gone on in Afghanistan. Well, or even, even like you're talking about recent events. I mean, when you, when you talk about, and I, by the way, I'll, I'll concede that I am the least qualified of anybody in this panel because I have no military experience. But I think that 
me having no military experience, I could have done a better job of this pullout than what we just did. As a matter of fact, if you came to me and said, Scott, I want you to be in charge of the Afghanistan pullout, and I want you to screw this up as badly as you possibly could. I don't even think I could have done this bad of a job if I tried deliberately. Um, let's, one thing I did want to mention let's, is that- let's change that. Change that parameter. Not that you want to screw it up for America, but if you wanted to make it as good as it could be for somebody else, what would you do? Well, I'd, I'd probably leave them, I don't know, what is it, $90 billion worth of equipment. Um, you know, I, and it's funny because I guess they're our ally now. Didn't you know that, Phil? The Taliban are our allies. I'm hearing that kind of spin on things like, you know, we're going to be working with them, right? And uh, are we going to give them money too? I'm not really sure where this is well, going. We, we are working with them. We're we work, are. working with them to identify all the people left in Afghanistan that worked oh. with us, all the Christians that are there, giving them biometrics so they can find them and kill them. That's how our government is working with the Taliban. Sure. Well, and here's well, some guns that, to do it with. Well, how is it? And one of the most offensive things to me, and it drives me nuts when I think about it. How is it that we can't evacuate the 100, 200? I don't know. Is that a thousand? I don't know how many Americans are left there. I have no idea. Well, I, don't have, I don't know. But how is it that we can't get them out? But we're, we're bringing in tens of thousands of Afghans. And who's paying for all of that? I mean, who's paying for their who's paying for their housing, their food, their medical care, uh, well, education of their kids. Let me who's tell you exactly who's this? paying for that. Let me, exactly sorry? who's paying for that. So Biden sure. said $6.5 billion to relocate 95,000 Afghans. That's $68,000 per person. So let me ask you this, Scott, when you bought your first house, were you given 70 grand by the government as a down payment? No, no, I certainly wasn't. And by the way, I did find it interesting that I've seen reports that they're all being resettled into red states like Texas, you know, uh, swing states, uh, Wisconsin, Georgia, Georgia, Florida. And and I would say bring them all to California. Honestly, we couldn't screw this state up any worse. I would I'd take them all over here, you know, but but this is a very strategic and deliberate thing that they're doing. So I can't imagine how we can bring these people in. We have no idea who they are. Uh, well, culturally, they have we have nothing in common with them. They have no job or skills that we really need over here. We don't need any more people legally or illegally at this point. So but the fact we left people behind and, and yet we somehow can manage to airlift tens, whatever the number is, thousands of these Afghan people is is terrible. Um, it, it drives you crazy. And obviously, what are we doing? We're, we're changing the demographics of our nation. Right. I mean, that's kind of what this is. It's deliberate change of the demographics well, of this country, whether it's that's what I'm saying. We, we have to change our parameters when you're dealing with these liberals and these progressives and these people that absolutely do not think the they don't care about what's going on in uh, in America. They want things as they want to destroy what we're looking at. And, and the problem is. We think of things as, hey, I want private property. I want to do whatever I want to do and nobody bug me and I won't bug you, you know, get, move along, get along kind of a ideology. That's not their ideology. So when you look at it from our framework, Scott, of, hey, I want to build a business. I want to provide for my family. This doesn't make any sense. When you look at it from their framework of, I want to fundamentally change the United States, how can I weaken this country globally? How can I change our voting patterns? This is a win, 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 win for everybody who is an enemy of the United States. 
And and you look at what's going on now with with China stepping into Afghanistan. We created a giant void, right? And you think, well, how did this happen? Is this just something that happened this month, this week, two weeks ago? Or is this something that was set up back in 2008, 2009? And maybe those meetings that Hunter Biden was having with China in 2014 and 2015, when Joe Biden was the liaison, oh, oh wait, Ukraine and China. Is that not right? Where Joe Biden was liaison? And so he's having these meetings with these people. At the same time, we then take we, but Obama made this deal for here's your five best players that we have in Gitmo. Number one, they should have been killed, but five, five people in Gitmo, we're going to release them to you. Hey, do you have any um, deserter transvestites we could get for five of your best terrorists? Oh, you do? You have one? Well, we'll take that. Hey, we'll take one of those and give you five main players. Four of those main players are actually running the army and killing people. One of them is running a government portion in Afghanistan. And they all went back into the field. They all did all that. And Obama allowed that to happen. At the same time, he does the Iranian deal. We don't even know how much cash were on those pallets. $150 billion in cash. Can you count that high? How, does anybody know what the weight factor is? A C-130 can only carry so much weight. How many planes does it take for $130 billion in $100 bills? That, A lot. Really, that, we're talking tonnage. Um. This was set up. Afghanistan was a token given up because of what these guys' total agenda is. We let a horrible person into the presidency, Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden. We had them elected twice. In that eight years, we are living now with the deals that they made during that time frame. We have a stronger Iran. Iran just came out and said, hey, by the way, we're going fully nuclear and there's nothing you can do about it right? China is stronger. They're going to step into Afghanistan. How many of you want to buy Taiwanese real estate right now? (laughs) Right? You know, I I do portfolio management. I took everybody out of Southeast Asia. You know, my international has has no China, has no Taiwan. Things are going to get screwy out there. So, you know, these this was all done by design, and we're always playing catch-up. We think, oh, my gosh, look what happened. We're reactive. No, this was 20 years ago was planned. Eight years ago was implemented. We're seeing the results now. Yeah. And, and that's why, as conservatives and Republicans, uh, we always are behind the eight ball because we don't deal treacherously. These people are snakes. They've always been snakes. That's the way that they operate. And until we realize that and remove them from power, we're going to be – we're going to be losing our rights, losing our freedoms, losing our private property, and eventually losing our lives. So that's my happy thought for the day. Well, thanks, Phil, for cheering us all up. <laughs> Let's go get a donut and just die of heart disease. Yes. You know, I have my own vision of what, what the Afghan repel, and you know, I call it a repel if it's done right. I have my own vision of what that would have looked like if President Donald J. Trump was in office. What I see is this. He would have made, you know, being the glitz and glamour guy he is, he would have made a big show of putting the Americans on that plane first. They'd have went on first, and he would have made a show of it. I almost imagine he'd have had cheeseburgers and sodas waiting for him on the inside of the plane, too. And then our supporters and other refugees would have been put on the plane. And I also suspect he would have probably been smoking some of the biggest leaders 
of the Taliban as we wave bye-bye. That's the exit I see President Donald J. Trump giving us. This thing that uh, Biden has done, you know, I, I don't I don't talk about it very often, but we sent two boys into the Marine Corps and we got one back. One of my sons served in Fallujah. To see this man doing what he's doing, and, and, and Phil, I know you may have seen my video. I made a video almost a year ago that clearly said Joe Biden will go too far. Joe Biden has gone too far. I made that video a year ago saying how he would abuse our military and our nation. And Let's he's pick it doing up. it Let's pick now it up on the, on the eve of, of 9-11 because he's part of the New World Order cabal. He's said we got to pick it up on the next. Okay. The next. But we'll be right back, folks. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Uh, normally, I like to have a lot of fun and uh, and just talk great stuff, but you know, this is this is a somber time for us. Twenty year anniversary of nine eleven. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. You know, obviously, you're hearing this on Saturday, so hopefully, it's nothing's happened between the day we're recording and and uh, the day you're hearing this. Uh, Kenny, I wanted to cut back to you at the last section there. You were making the one final point, and if if I could give it back to you there. Yeah, I'll I'll pick up right where it was. And, you know, what Joe Biden has done is, as I I said on on another show earlier, this is a game of of, of psychological war. 
they want us to embrace the new world order. They're so tired of patriotic Americans waving their flags and remembering 9-11 that all of this that he's done with Afghanistan was basically shoving it in America's face. They're inaugurating themselves on 9-11. Uh, Joe Biden kicks out all the Republicans from the military uh, uh, cabinet positions and all of that. This is a this is a global changing of the game. And I'll, I'll close with this one thought. Ben Osama bin Laden was 44 years old on the day of 9-11. With everything that Joe Biden has done right now, our great-grandchildren in the year 2065 will be dealing with the Osama bin Laden that Joe Biden made today. Scott? So I did want to share one thing. Um, I, my wife pulled up, and I'm not on fake book. My wife is on fake book and saw that uh, there was a, an area um, – uh, in Rancho Cucamonga, they had a memorial uh, service for the young Marine, 20-year-old Dylan Morella, who was killed. And I uh, thought, you know, we we, sh- we need to go to this. We need to go to this. That's the least I can do as a private citizen is attend a service for this young man that was held in a, in a local park. Um, so we drove over and got to tell you, I mean, it kind of blew me away. There were thousands of people out there. I mean, we couldn't even – we had a hard time even finding a parking spot. So we finally made it over to the area – uh, the park where they were, they had the family of this young Marine there. Um, so they were, they had people speaking as mom spoke, uh, several of the people from the military who knew him spoke, uh, a teacher, this guy's just out of high school. When you think yeah. about it, he's only 20 years old. One of his teachers spoke. Um, and I think, you know, while it was a very powerful um, event, uh, there, there was a part of me that all I could think of was this shouldn't have happened. This was unnecessary. It didn't need to happen. And, and I almost wanted to scream it out at the top of my lungs. I mean, obviously, you're, I'm not going to do that out of respect for the, the service. But that's what I thought and that's what I felt at the time. And, uh, and that's how I still feel. So I just at least wanted to, to share that with you. So what, where do we go from here, John? Yeah, uh, great. Thanks for asking. The we're all we're seeing the immediate tragedy on television, not to mention a generation of Afghans who grew up in freedom are now being plunged into a life of Islamic tyranny. OK, that's the immediate plus everything we're seeing on television. OK, the future tragedy of this is going to play out for generation and not just because of the weapons that we gave away, but how world stability has been shattered. Okay, so we were the people that gave the world the stability it needed not to deteriorate into constant warfare. Well, that's been changed now. And it, because we gave away the farm and surrendered, I mean, as Phil mentioned, Taipei, but it's going to play across the world because this is going to energize. Okay, I'll go back. In 2018, I went to the War College uh, as a reservist, the reservist version of the War College. You studied world threats, future war. And gender studies? <laughs> no, I, that wasn't there yet because Trump was still president when I was there. So fortunately, we were spared that. But great school. People you see on the news where the people will be our guest lecturers. But future warfare is also going to change. And not to depress you, but people really need to understand that we are no longer safe in the homeland. War is not somewhere over there. It's now over here. And the reason I say that is, one, because of Afghanistan and Joe Biden, we have energized the likely suspects. 
Iran, North Korea, China, and Russia. But also because of technology, things like hypersonic weapons, artificial intelligence, now the whole world is a battleground, right? We can no longer hide behind our two oceans. So what we've been seeing since 9-11 is what we called COIN or counterinsurgency warfare. Now we're going to more of a conventional battle called large-scale combat operations, right? So we're going to be at more World War II kind of battles. And this is something that we Americans have really not experienced even before Vietnam, even since Korea, even World War II, where you're going to have these massive triple, quadruple digit casualties. So the world has really changed. And we have energized a whole legion of bad guys. And it's just people need to really brace themselves for how the world has changed. And this would have happened with technology, but now they don't see us as the world leader or the great power that can stop them. All these bad guys have been energized, and that's going to play out through the generations, and it's going to affect us directly in the homeland, right? So the question is, what can we do at people listening to their show, okay? Uh, I'm a veteran. I've been in 38 years. I got four more to go before I reach the age of 60. And then the Army says, oh, you have to get out. You're too old there, Chief. So fine. So I have. I am now the president of the San Bernardino County chapter of the California Republican Veterans Association. Okay. There are plenty of veteran service organizations out there that can hear, you can wear a hat, you can speak your mind, that's great, okay? But this organization, it's about getting involved because it's not just enough to wear a hat and make a complaint. That's not good enough. You have to get involved. And the way you get involved is being inside the political tent, not outside the political tent yelling in, right? So if you want to get involved, you want to help pick candidates, you want to fight for your cause, be a candidate. Yeah, exactly. We need veterans to step up. And we've seen that on the national stage, but I have not seen it on the local stage. Yeah, look at, look at some of the some of the best people we have right now, like Dan Crenshaw. Ag- the best, absolutely. The best people absolutely. we have have served. And they've right. been in, you know, some, a couple of the guys are Green Berets. I don't remember all their names offhand. But a lot of people that have been in those conflicts are now getting into Congress. And they, they are showing some rational thinking. Yeah, and we need these from Washington. And we need these people on the local level. We yeah. need these people to run for school boards. We need these people to run for city councils, to run for the water board. So the way you do that is not by just showing up and making a campaign speech. It's you gotta work inside the tent. So I can help you as the president of the county chapter. So my email is John rtpp at gmail.com so that's like john j-o-h-n redlands tea party patriots at gmail.com go ahead please send me an email i get so many hundreds of emails a day and i'll check my spam folder please put something in the title line like an all caps republican so i can pull you out because i was given the title a couple years ago but no data so I'm really building it one email at a time. So the, the goal of this group is to get involved locally so candidates call you and rely on you for advice. That's how you build access. That's how you build influence. 
So yeah, please send and, me an and, email. I need your name. I need your phone number. And you have to be a Republican and registered in San Bernardino County. If you're in a different county, go ahead and send me an email and I'll get it to the right person. Yeah. So, And while do. you're there, you can clean out some of those guys in the Republican Party of San Bernardino, kick them to the curb, right? You know well, the way you do it is by building influence. Kick them right? out. You, you need guys County like us now. to step up. <laughs> there's, some, there's some shag boys that need to go shag. That's all there is to it. All right, folks. Hey, um, that's thank you for all that you do. John has has been involved in the Redlands Tea Party for many, many, many years. It's a great organization locally. You know, you hear Unite IE. Those are some of the other people that are on that. Um, they're getting involved, and that's the thing. We can sit back and sit on our couch and, you know, oh wow, point at this group, point at that group. Why isn't the NRA doing this? Why isn't California Rifle? That's bull. Pucky. All right. We don't need that. What we need is we need guys getting involved and gals. I don't I say that pejoratively. Um, we need people getting involved. You know, G-O-Y-A, get off your couch and get in the fight because this is our life. Here we are, September 11th, right? 20 years later, we just saw this disaster that just has happened. The 78 or 82 billion dollars of, uh, of weapons that the Taliban has, and we've just armed an army that we will be fighting for the next 25 years. So get involved, folks. Um, it's our life. You know, recall Gavin Newsom, go for Larry Elder. That's just this next Tuesday. And remember, on this 20th anniversary, can we make a change for California going forward? Yes. How do we do that? Tuesday. Get rid of Gavin Newsom. Hey, thank my special guests, John Barry, Scott McAfee, and Barry White. Gary White, Kitty White. There you go. (laughs) Folks, have a great weekend. God bless. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo. But the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for Attitude, Skills, and Knowledge. And that's what they focus on at Ask Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely, perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low light situations. Bring your mag light. So folks, check them out at askdefensive.com, A-S-K defensive.com for a schedule of classes. He's got a great store in there too. So buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.